Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 22 of Off The Block Swimming Podcast. Thank you all very much for downloading and listening in today. I'm your host, Robbie Cox. Now we are finishing the week with a very exciting age group swimmer who is sure to be capturing everyone's attention in the pool over the next few years and that is Australian and Queensland age group superstar Jenna Forrester. Caught up with Jenna a few weeks ago and discussed her amazing 2019 Australian Age Championships results, her coach Dean Boxall, training with the amazing high-performance team they have there at St. Peter's Western, last year's Junior World Championships in Budapest, and a whole lot more. So given that it's the weekend, sit back, relax, and enjoy my fantastic chat with age group superstar Jenna Forrester, because EP22 starts... Now. Away they go. No problems with the start. There is two 100 in the second in it. Gary Hall Jr., the extrovert, and Ian Thorpe battling it out down the pool. Thorpe is starting to go away from him. Joining me today on the show is one of Australian swimming's fastest rising stars. She's a three-time Australian champion from last year's nationals in the 400 and the 200 freestyle, as well as the 400 IM. And she's a silver medalist from the 2019 Junior World Champs in Budapest with her teammates in the 4x200 meter freestyle relay. It is a very big welcome to Off The Block Swimming Podcast to Jenna Forrester. Jenna, how are you going, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Hi, thank you for having me. Not a trouble at all. I, I'm always um, very happy when you guys come on, you age group swimmers, because you're all really excited. Not that the, <laughs> you know, the national team people aren't excited, but to them, I guess they're doing interviews and stuff all the time. And <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's just another one on the, on the list. <laughs> I like to think I'm special and I'm not just one of them. But um, you, know, you guys are always so excited. So it's nice to have you guys on because there's always like a little bit of extra energy about it, uh, which is yeah. nice. Now, where have we caught you today for everyone who doesn't know whereabouts you are? I'm just at home in my room at, in Brisbane. Yeah, up in Brisbane. Whereabouts in Brisbane do you live? Not specific I'm... address because we're not getting too crazy, <laughs> but like, where, what suburb are you in? I'm in Nunda, so I'm on the north side, I think it is. Nunda, very nice. I used to live in Banyo, which isn't too far from Nunda. Uh, Nunda. Far. It's around the corner, yeah, yeah. So um, what about uh, Nunda Shops? You go there? Yeah, yeah, it's good. What about the movies at Nunda? Do you go there? There's no movies at Nunda. There's some at Turnbull and some at Turnbull. That's the one I'm talking yeah, about. Turnbull, yeah. Turnbull. Because nobody was ever there. Yeah, no one's no one's there. It's good. I can go with my parents and don't have to worry about being seen by anyone. Yeah, it's, it was the best, and the press the prices weren't much. I remember just thinking, God, what's going on here? And they yeah. stayed open. I thought they'd close because nobody nobody was ever actually <laughs> there. Uh, Toomble, that's right. I've been gone for too long. But yes, I did love uh, the old Toomble shops. Now, let's get away from uh, Nunda and Toomble <laughs> for all the people listening. Mate, after a, a great World Champs uh, Junior Worlds last year, you would have been pretty excited for, for racing again this year, no doubt. And this was going to be your last age championships, but it was cancelled. How did you feel about all of that? Yeah, I mean, it was upsetting, but... 
in the bigger picture of things, I guess it was the right thing to do. Like, um, it was, it was upsetting because obviously we had done the whole prep and everything, but like, I, I guess I was just, I could be grateful that I had already done like a few H nationals and already gone on a few junior teams. So like, it obviously was a big deal for me, but I kind of felt worse for the people who like might've wanted to make a junior team this year. Um, like it might've been their last opportunity to. So it was upsetting, but then again, I was just thankful for everything I've already experienced. What about training during that period? I know you've been back for, for quite some time. You've been fortunate with your school that, you know, you guys probably were back um, before some of the others, but you did have a break. What did you get up to during that break? Did you find time to, to go running? Did you jump in the backyard pool? What'd you, what'd you do? Yeah. Um, I ran a little bit. Wasn't, didn't really enjoy it that much. I'm not, <laughs> not very keen on running, but you're not alone. I managed to get some running in. Um, yeah. And I swam in the backyard pool with a tether. It was very boring, but <laughs> at least I still got to swim a little bit. What was the temp um, like in the backyard pool? I can't oh, imagine it was, it was freezing. Warm. It was freezing. I had to wear a wetsuit. <laughs> I don't know how everyone did it. Like, in Melbourne and Sydney, like, I, don't, I don't understand. Absolutely, but back in the pool now, um, thank God. But was it easier or harder than you thought it was going to be when you first got back in? It was easier than I thought it was going to be. I've never really had like a massive, massive break from swimming, like what we just had. Um, so I thought I was literally going to just sink when I got back in the pool. In all honesty, but it wasn't too bad. Like we got eased back into it only started with like a couple sessions a week so it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be mate something I like to do on this show and and even for you guys you don't have to go back too far though because you're only 17 but I like to go back to when you first started swimming just because there are a lot of say 11 and 12 year old kids that listen to the show probably not too long because their attention span they don't like to go the whole hour of the show but they, they certainly listen for a little bit so it's always interesting to those guys how you started and, and how you got involved in it. So what were your you know, earliest memories of swimming and, and how did you get involved in it? My earliest memories of swimming, um, it would probably be just waiting around the pool for my sister. <laughs> um, my sister used to be a swimmer and so I just kind of started swimming because she was swimming and so I was already spending all my time at the pool waiting for her so I just decided to jump in the water, I guess. But yeah, I, th- I started um, at Clayfield Aquatics. It was yep. the same pool at, as my old school. So um, I started there and I did stroke development and everything like that and moved up through the squads. I wasn't always that great at swimming, but like I loved it a lot. <laughs> did you get amongst any other sports outside of swimming? Yeah, when I was little, I did like cross country, gymnastics. I also did a bit of music as well and drama. Oh, nice. yep. Pretty busy. Did, was any of those an option for you? And I'm not saying like, you know, you're only 17, so everything's still an option yeah. to you. But whereas any of those sort of take, taken your fancy and you thought, mate, like music, did you think, okay, I could go down this road? Um, yeah, with music, I wasn't too bad at it, but I just couldn't be bothered to practice ever (laughs) I was yeah not consistent at all and like with gymnastics and things like that um I kind of did that on the side I guess like I was more probably focused on swimming I just did that for fun I guess because I did it with one of my friends so yeah what about heroes who did you look up to or who do you still look up to 
Yeah, um, when I was younger, um, I guess I didn't really actually watch the swimming that much. I think I kind of just did it because I liked it and I wasn't actually that focused on like what the older people were doing. But I remember um, when I was younger going on a swim camp with Maddie Wilson, actually, because she went on a swim camp with my sister and I had to go for some reason. I don't really know what happened, but I remember going on a swim camp with her and meeting her and she was really lovely. (laughs) And then I got back and I was like, oh, she's actually a good swimmer. Like, wow. So I've, I've looked up to Maddie Wilson for a while and um, obviously I looked up to my sister because she was probably the only swimmer that I really knew because um, obviously I didn't really watch swimming. But yeah. so, yeah, those two would probably be the main ones. What do you enjoy most about swimming at the moment? Is it, you know, training with your mates? Is it the competition side of things, being around the team? What, what do you enjoy most? I enjoy training with like my mates, I guess. Yeah. Like we've got a pretty big squad, so I get to see quite a few people. And um, obviously it's not just our squad training at St. Peter's There's the junior swimmers and then there's like the age group swimmers. And then there's obviously the open swimmers. So like, it's really nice to meet lots of new people, I guess. And um, just get to know people that I probably wouldn't really talk to if I wasn't training. Um, yeah. And also I guess, Going away on teams is super fun. I really enjoy that as well. Getting to meet people from across Australia and making some pretty good friends on that as well. Now, I've got to tell you, in terms of, um, you know, you say going on trips and things like that, some of the people I interview and I'm doing my research and I, I sort of have a look at the championships they've been to and where they've visited their whole page is full of just these great exotic countries that they've been able to go to. And obviously they compete at first, but once it's all done, you know, they get to, to travel around, have a look around a bit. So, you know, very, very fortunate you guys are, and you're certainly on that path yourself to to go on and and see those sorts of things. You've already been to Budapest and uh, um, I'm I'm sure a few others. So yeah, definitely. I I think you guys are lucky in that way. Now, a lot of swimmers have, you know, qualifying times they try and achieve you at one point you know, that was you trying to, you know, maybe make nationals, make state for the first time, that sort of stuff. And they sort of struggle with certain things. Maybe it might be nerves, you know, behind the blocks. They're really good in training, but then they get behind the blocks and they yeah. all of a sudden, you know, doubt their abilities, even though they've been crushing it in training, might be executing their race plan. Um, yeah, something like that. What, what have you had to deal with as you've, you know, sort of grown? Yeah, I definitely um, remember when I was younger, getting really, really, really nervous before I'd race. Like, I don't know why, because I knew I'd worked really hard and I knew I'd trained like my absolute hardest. But for some reason, I would still always get really nervous. I mean, I suppose I still do. Um, Not as bad now, but yeah, probably nerves would be the worst thing. Like I remember I, I always knew my race plan. I knew what I had to do, but I'd always dive in the pool and just max effort first 50 and blow up in the back half. So nerves was probably a pretty big thing for me and just getting to actually understand how to swim my race properly. I know you say you're still at times, you know, working on that, but what what are you and your coach sort of put around that to, to help you deal with that? Are there certain things that you now do to, to try and sort of calm yourself and center yourself before you race? Yeah, I probably just make sure that I focus on myself and not necessarily what the people are around me because like you can't control what other people do you can only control what you do in your swim and so I feel like if 
you focus on what other people are doing, like they might have a different race plan or like anything, but I feel like it's just important to start focusing on yourself rather and focusing on how to actually do the race instead of like the outcome. And just, cause if you do that, then obviously you're more likely to get the outcome that you want because you'll do all the steps required. Absolutely. Great advice there. Um, what about your favorite events in the pool? Now you, you do quite a few, as I said, I think it was something like nine medals you got from last yeah. year's nationals. So you definitely do your fair share of racing. Do you have, you know, some favorites though, that, you know, when you know that's coming up, you get a little bit more excited about? Yeah. I mean, my main event at the moment, I would probably say is 400 IM, but like that's 400 IM. So like not really my favorite <laughs> event. Um, there's definitely some more enjoyable ones. I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, if Dean's listening, yeah, I love 400 IM. Um, definitely my favorite, but <laughs> I'd probably uh, enjoy 100 free. Yep. Um, not like the best at it. I don't, I was, probably better when I was younger but now that I've done a bit more distance training I'm not as speedy as I was before but that's probably fun um just up and back as fast as you can go Mm. that's probably my favorite one in all honesty but I don't really get to race it that much anymore now I've mentioned a couple of times now so we'll get to it now last year's age nationals because you you did smash it you came away with four individual medals plus five medals from uh, relay success as well. You got gold in the 400 uh, free and I am, um, which is why it's not so much one of your favorites to race, but it's definitely one of your best events to race. Yeah. Uh, you got gold in the 200 free as well and a silver in the 200 I am. Before we get to the meet itself, and I mentioned this to you before we even started, that you know something that always interests me when people get to a meet and they just kill it, they crush it, they just tick every box and they do so well is always what did you guys do before that? Because obviously, yes, you executed it, but you must have done a lot of work in the yeah. lead up to that. So what was your you know, block of training like before that meet last year? Was it just sort of you know, no interruptions? Were you just super healthy and, and fit and ready to go? What went so right for you, do you think, in the lead up? Yeah, um, I mean, we started prepping for age like way back. Um, so like we obviously had a long prep and it started with a long block of hard aerobic work, which always isn't like the greatest thing to do, but like you have to do it. Um, and at the start in January, we had like, uh, I think it was five weeks of like really intensive hard training before school went back because obviously you have way more time on holidays. Mm-hmm. And we went on a swim camp to Thailand, which was good fun. Um, very nice. Very hard. But yeah, it was good fun. Um, so we did that, a lot of hard like aerobic, all that sort of stuff. And then kind of, I guess we moved more into race specific work and just like focused on hitting your times like over and over and actually like figuring out how to do your race, mm-hmm. how you're going to execute it, execute it so that you can keep practicing it. And so you can actually do it on the day, I guess. I'd say that's probably what we did. Did you have any standout swims for that week? Obviously, you know, success in the, in the 400, uh, I am the freestyle, the 200 freestyle, and even, you know, a silver medal, uh, in the 200 I am, but you know, that might've been a great big PB for you as well. What was a standout for you that week and why? Um, I would probably say my 400 I am, um, because 
pre- I think that was the first time I went under 450, if I'm correct. But previously to that, um, 400 IM always was my main event, but I never really realized what I could do in it, I suppose. Like, um, previously to that, I was kind of probably more focused on a wider range of events than I am now, I would say. And so my 400 IM swim, when I made the team for that, that was probably my standout swim for the week. I didn't really think I was going to be able to go that fast in that Mm. event, I would say. There's something else that I, I think sometimes scares swimmers when they look at their program for either a nationals or a state. I mean, goddamn state in December. Some, that, that week can be a long week yeah. for, for some coaches as well. Uh, and sometimes, you know, they look at it, and I'm just looking at that in terms of, you know, nine uh, medals for you. So that's a lot of swimming. How do you deal with a big program like that? Because obviously for you to be at your best that often, you've got to be making sure you've got your recovery right, you're warming up at the right time, you're activating, you're eating right at the right times as well. Is that something that, you know, Dean and, and you know, your, your parents sort of help you with still? Or do you feel like you're pretty comfortable now that you've got a pretty good handle on that and what works best for you? Yeah, I feel like um, you can never really have it fully figured out, I guess. But I've, I've been racing for quite a few years now. Obviously not as many as like the open people, but yeah. I've done a, quite a few age nationals. And um, like we kind of work on that thing in training, I guess, like uh, consistency, I guess, and working hard throughout the whole week and making sure that you don't fall away um, towards the end. So I feel like I've got it under control somewhat now, but yeah. Now talk to me about your coach, Dean Boxall. Um, you know, many know Dean, uh, you know, coaching obviously Ariane and, and Mitch Larkin and Clyde Lewis. How important is Dean, you know, to your success at the moment and, and helping you grow? And, and how do you think he helps you most? Obviously he helps you phenomenally, but what specifically do you think, you know, he does that just really clicks for you that, that makes it work? Well, I feel like Dean is very creative. Like he comes up with things that I would never think would like work, like in sessions and I don't even know what else, but he's very creative and I I feel like he makes training very interesting. Mm. Um, And so I feel like that's kind of a main thing. Like I actually want to go to training and I want to work hard because I probably enjoy it. I think, I mean, well, I know I enjoy it, but like that, I think that's probably one of the main things. What about outside of the pool? Maybe, you know, it might be at a meet and things like that, where maybe the nerves are sort of getting to you a little bit. You know, what what is the discussions like between you and Dean? Does he kind of just let you deal with it for yourself? Does he give you some words of wisdom? How does, how does he help in those respects? Yeah, well, before we race, um, he always comes and gives us some words of wisdom, I guess. Um, He kind of gives, I would say he probably gives me confidence before I race. Like, he likes to remind me of all the work I've put in and that like if I really push myself in the race and I can do what I want to do and I can get there. Now, definitely, 
you know, training uh, alongside, and I'm sure at some points with Ariane, near Mitch Lark and near Clyde, as I've mentioned, that must be pretty, you know, fortunate for you. You guys are pretty lucky. I mentioned, I think, a Joseph Hampson on not long ago, uh, and, I was, and he's obviously, you know, gets to be in the pool next to the Campbell sisters and, and Ellie Cole. So you guys are pretty fortunate in terms of age group swimmers coming through, and you're looking at these guys at the elite level and what they're doing. Do you, do you sort of take some things from what they're doing and, and see, you know, where they're making their, you know, their moves? Yeah, definitely. Um, I remember when we first started training with them, I found it so intimidating. I found them so scary. Yeah. <laughs> but um, now I've gotten to know them and they're lovely. But I definitely feel like I take away from what they do. Like, they're so professional and they always come to training and they get their job done. Most of the time, like, they're focused on exactly what they do and I have to take away things from them like whether it's their pre-activation before they get in the water or just the way like their mindset is towards the set and things like that or if they don't hit their times like um I know <laughs> Dean always loves to make Arnie do repeats at the end of a session and she doesn't complain she just puts up with it because she knows it's good for her so I definitely feel like there's always things to take away from them now, in terms of sessions, whether it be a kick set, pull set, pace set, whatever it might be, aerobic session, what is your favorite set of the week and what's your least favorite? So pretend Dean's not going to listen because I, I don't think he's a big fan of off the blocks. I'm sure he doesn't listen. So what are your, what's your favorite sessions? And then what's the one where you're like, do I have to go today? <laughs> you don't want to get to the pool, but you know what I mean. There's some people yeah, just yeah. hate the kick session or a pool session. What about for you? Um, I love sprint sessions. They're super fun. Um, <laughs> once again, not the greatest at them. Um, <laughs> everyone beats me in sprints. Everyone. Um, actually, it's kind of a joke. Dean always loves to make fun of me for how slow I am at sprinting, but they're still fun. They're enjoyable. Um, yeah. Love recovery sessions. They're always good. <laughs> um, I don't mind kick. Kick yeah. is also pretty fun. I mean, it's not fun, but like, I'm not too bad at it, but my least favorite sessions are probably have to be pull. Um, not very good at pull. Hurts mm. my shoulders. Yeah. Um, or distance. We do distance on a Monday afternoon and Dean loves to throw me in with all the freestylers, except he loves to make me do medley. Um, <laughs> get no rest. All of it's touch and go. I can't breathe. I swear my heart is going to break out of my chest. It's yeah. not very enjoyable, but <laughs> yeah, that would probably be my least favorite. So it's probably your least favorite, but it's probably the most important for you yeah. during your week yeah. to, in terms of your results in the end. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> now, listen, talk to me about race plans because I know everyone's got different race plans and, and I know some people's are very detailed and some people's are as simple as go fast down and try and go faster on the way back. <laughs> so it's always interesting to hear different race plans. So for uh, like a 200 freestyle for you, you know, when you're walking out there, what, what's in your mind in terms of a race plan? Like, what have you and Dean spoken about, uh, you know, for you to get the best out of yourself in that race? Um, I would probably say that in a 200 freestyle, I, I always try to go out fast, but not absolutely kill myself going out. Um, I, I used to do that a lot. I used to go out really quick and then just die in the back end. So that's something I've been trying to work on is probably going out still quick, but um, also being able to come back home fast and trying to keep all my 50s like around the same time. Like first one will be a little bit faster, but just 
making sure I'm consistent throughout the race. Is that something you've had to work hard on? Because obviously these things don't just click overnight. We, you know, we, we try things, we maybe miss the mark. We try again, we get it. Is that something that's taken time to even just your pacing in the middle of say a two or a 400, really getting that right and not dropping? Yeah, definitely. It's taken some time. Um, I remember, I think it was my first age nationals. I remember um, I went out good. I died in the middle and I came home faster than like next time I raced, I went out fast and I came home slow. Next time I raced, I went out too slow. I came home too fast. Like, so definitely it's taken some adjusting. There you go. All the kids out there that listen, that seem to just always miss the mark. It happens to everyone. So just yeah, yeah, stick to the process, but let, trust the process. Yeah. I don't know how many coaches are out there spilling that, but I know I certainly do to my swimmers. Trust the process. The process will work. <laughs> now, 2019 Junior World Champs in Budapest. Um, I've had more than a few of you guys on, on now, so it must have been a, a great um, trip for you guys over there. And you definitely kept your good form going from nationals. And I'll get to that in a little bit for, you know, with those results. But for all the swimmers out there who may not have been on these teams before, maybe they've just made state at the moment. And that's where they're at. Give us a little insight into, you know, what, the, the the vibe is over there how much different is is a you know a junior world champs as opposed to say a, a national age championships yeah um I feel like on the junior team it's super fun because obviously swimming is an individual sport and you're so used to just swimming for yourself I mean except if you're a relay but I feel like when we're on the team um everyone's it's yeah like it's like a team um and everyone's there to support each other we're always in the stands like for each other so I, I feel like it's like everyone just kind of comes together a lot more and I feel like it doesn't really feel like um you're there by yourself and you're just swimming for yourself like obviously you're swimming for your country and you're swimming for your team so I just feel like everyone comes together and it's just a really good environment to be in what was the warm-up pool like uh, I could imagine it would be pretty busy and there'd be a lot of, you know, languages being spoken around you that you probably, yeah. oh, what'd they play? What'd she just say? Is she talking <laughs> to me? What was it like over there? Oh, it was so weird. You have to swim on the right hand side of the lane. Wow. It was like, it's so strange. And so like you have to turn in the other direction and it's just running into the lane rope, like occasionally drifting into the middle and trying to <laughs> dodge people. And um, obviously everyone's got really different warm ups as well. Um, so it's, it's weird. It's weird, but like, I don't know, make it work, I guess. Try driving on the other side of the road. <laughs> I remember we, uh, for my honeymoon, uh, myself and my wife went to Spain and Portugal and all that sort of stuff. And we thought it'd be a great idea to hire a car and, uh, and drive everywhere we went just because we get to see the local people on the way as well. Uh, and we, I got there after a few days, but yeah, the first couple of days driving on the wrong side of the road, um, not only that, but being on the highway and where I thought the slow lane was, was actually the fast lane. So I was, I was impeding traffic. So yes, <laughs> that sounds easy compared to driving, swimming on the wrong side. <laughs> now, listen, um, obviously racing wise, you must've been pretty stoked because you were part of the four by two success with the girls grabbing a silver medal. Um, you're also part of a really good relay swim in the four by one mix. I think you're in the heats there, but you know, these must've been some pretty good experiences for you to be at that level. Yeah, definitely. It was so good. Um, and I remember on my first junior team, actually, 
I made the team for the four by two and uh, in the heats I got my team disqualified and so it was really good to be able to almost redeem that um, by swimming the anchor for the four by two and actually managing to touch second so it was a pretty good experience. How'd you manage that DQ? Just got a little bit excited, jumped off yeah, a bit got early. Yeah, a little bit excited. I just <laughs> decided to jump in a little bit early. <laughs> now, listen, the relays, uh, and I think it's always interesting with these because some people find them, you know, a lot of fun and, and the, you know, the pressure's off because you're with your mates. Some people find it a little bit more nerve wracking because you're with your mates and you don't want to let them yeah. down. And what was it like for you racing with the girls in that four by two and, and anchoring? Yeah, it was definitely nerve-wracking. Um, I always find relays probably a little bit more stressful than individuals just because, like, you're not just doing it for yourself this time. It's for, like, three other girls. So I probably find them a little bit more stressful. But um, I had actually raced in the morning. And so um, it wasn't – I probably was a little bit less nervous than I was in the morning because I understood the process a little bit more and I, like, knew what it was like to stand behind the blocks and – it's it's just like kind of crazy swimming at an international level like it just looks so professional I guess so it, it is nerve-wracking but at the same time um I was a little bit less nervous at night probably just because I'd done it in the morning and also like I had the girls around me and so like we're all kind of in it together like we're all experiencing the same thing um and we all just knew that we had a job to do. Now the difference between the morning, the heat swim and the, and the final swim, other than obviously, you know, the first one, the sun was up, the second one, the sun wasn't. Yeah. Well, you know, was there a big difference for you in terms of maybe it was the crowd, maybe it was the vibe, all of a sudden everything just amplified a little bit more at the, in the night. Was it, or was for you, as you said, cause you'd had the, the swim in the morning, the cobblers were blown out and you were ready to go. Yeah, well, in the morning, I wasn't in um, the 4 by 2 heat, actually. I was just in the final. So in the morning, I had my 400 IM heat. Um, and I feel like I was just a lot more nervous for that, probably just because it was my first race of the meet. Um, but at finals, I feel like there was almost a change. Like, it wasn't that different, but I feel like everyone was, like, a little more focused because it was, like, a final and obviously everyone was trying to, compete for the medals and everything like that so I feel like everyone was like a little bit more focused at night probably how did the 400 IM heat swim go for you yeah it was all right um I definitely wanted to do a little bit better I came ninth so I just missed the final for that um wasn't my best swim but it wasn't too bad I was a little upset after but I managed to still pull through with the four by two at night what lessons did you take away from from that experience in the four in the four hundred IM in the heats and just missing out? What did you learn that you know next time when you're there in that same position you'll be better for? Um, I would I would say that um, I learned to not really dwell on past results. I guess like obviously if you swim a bad swim in the morning. Um, that doesn't mean that you're going to swim bad for the rest of the meet. Like you just have to put it behind you and learn from that race and just kind of improve on what you can do. Um, and in terms of my 400 AM and like what I'll do better next time, it would probably just be like try and calm myself down a little bit more beforehand and um, probably try to just relax a little more. So I'm not as flustered and um, yeah, I feel like that's probably where I went a bit wrong. Uh, a great story in terms of 
understanding that it's not all over just because you haven't, you know, nailed it in yeah. your first few races is yesterday I was talking to a uh, great uh, English and Great Britain swimmer, Amy Wilmot, who's um, 400 IMA as well. Um, and, and she was saying in 2014 in Glasgow, it was her versus Hannah Miley in the final. And she really wanted to obviously, you know, get that gold medal. And she, she just missed out and she didn't quite put it together the way she wanted to. And she was very disappointed. She was upset. She was, you know, she was even saying that she was crying on the podium. Like she looks so depressed and she's like, it looks really bad now. Cause I'm really good friends with yeah. Hannah, but you know, it looked like I was a bad sport, but you know, I, that's just how she was feeling. What yeah. she said was, uh, you know, her coach and, and herself had, you know, talked about it and she still had the 200 fly coming up later in the week. And she decided, okay, well, look, I'm just going to do my best, have a crack. She wasn't really expected to medal in the 200 fly, but she was just going to do her best. And she's decided, you know, one swim doesn't define me. I'm going to have a crack. Anyway, long story short, because this is your show, not Anna, yeah. uh, Amy Wilmot's, but <laughs> she, uh, she ended up getting a silver in the 200 fly. Um, and smashed her PB and, and did a really good job. And she looks back at that as a you know great learning point to know that, okay, just because you know, one swim didn't quite work out for me, that doesn't mean you know, I'm not swimming well. That just means I didn't quite execute that race plan, to, to your point of that learning experience. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. Now, you know, you're 17. Do you still feel like uh, you know, you're an age group swimmer? I know in terms of Australian swimming now, you know, when 2021 comes around, you'll be, you know, swimming at uh, the open levels. Um, but, you know, how, how do you feel in terms of, because you're kind of in that, you know, not weird place, but you're kind of in the middle, aren't you, at the moment? Like, you're still a teenager, but also at the moment, you're having to race up a little bit with, with the open girls. Do you feel comfortable, you know, being in more of that open environment with the older girls? Yeah, um, I feel like the junior team does a really good job at almost, like, transitioning you into like the open space definitely I've got like a bit of a way to go before I'm fully up there with all the number one number two number three all those girls um but I feel like the junior team did a really good job at preparing me for that and um yeah I feel like I'm ready to race uh earlier in the year I actually went on the four by two camp for yep. the women's four by two camp and so I got to meet a couple girls there so I'll be able to find some people in marshalling to sit next to. It won't be so lonely, but yeah, I feel like I'm ready. What was that like, that camp? I know, I think your coach Dean was on that camp as well, so that would have been good to have him around. But what, what did you learn from the girls there? Did you pick up anything? Did you observe them, you know, in the way they trained again, in the way they got ready for, you know, for training, after training, all that sort of stuff? Yeah, the camp was really, really fun. Um, once again, Dean is very creative and it was a relay camp. So it was very like team-based, I guess. And so we all really got involved with it. Um, but I feel like the girls on there, they were all once again, really professional. Like the, um, obviously like Mitch, Clyde, Arnie, everyone back at training. Um, and a takeaway would probably be that all of them know how to like recover I guess like um, obviously quite a few of them are living out of home and so like we had to cook for ourselves and I feel like they all had that like down packed and they um, use their time really well to like sleep and everything like that so that would probably be a takeaway. Now how do you go in the kitchen obviously did you, did you have to cook for yourself? Yeah I was roaming with Lani and we weren't too bad. Um, you didn't burn we the house down obviously. <laughs> Yeah, we just, I just had like rice and chicken or pasta. We just 
made some like a big batch of sauce at the start of the week and just reused that quite a bit. So yeah, we weren't too bad. What do you like at home though? Do you cook for yourself or do you get involved and maybe do one meal a week or do you get quite spoiled in terms of getting your meals made for you? <laughs> like I do at home. So I'm not judging you by the way, because my <laughs> wife cooks all our meals. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like I am quite spoiled. Like my parents will normally make me dinners um if like school's on during the school term but on holidays obviously like I cook my own breakfast and lunch and then sometimes I'll cook myself dinner like if it's a weekend or if my parents are just like no like I can't be bothered to cook I'll make my own dinner and things like that but during the school term I'm pretty lucky and I get all my dinners made for me lucky lucky you now listen what about away from the pool What, what do you get up to when you're not going up and down the black line and you don't have to do any schoolwork. How do you sort of unwind and relax? Do you get to hang out with your friends? Do you, do you got any other sort of interests that you get involved in? Yeah, um, I feel like a lot of time is taken up by school and swimming. So I don't really get that much time to do anything else. But probably outside of school, um, I just see my friends. Or um, actually, recently I started painting. I'm not good at it. I'm I'm very bad at it, but like I'm doing it. (laughs) So yeah, I don't really get up to that much. Maybe watch some Netflix. I don't know. What are you painting? What have you started painting? (laughs) Um, (laughs) just like little pictures, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Like terrible. It's nothing actually. Do you have any there? Yeah, they're hanging on my wall back here. Um, my most recent one, I painted a shark sitting on a chair holding a fish. So like, not, not that creative, not that impressive, but like something to do. So it does, it passes the time and the more you do it, the better you'll get. So I'm sure, you know, before we know it, you'll be, you know, Picasso. Now (laughs) (laughs) you mentioned school takes up a fair bit of time. What about balancing school and training? It's something that certainly, um, you know, all of my athletes and I know a lot of other coaches, athletes, struggle with at times and that's probably the main thing that comes to me from parents and athletes it's certainly around that 16 17 you know, you know training is going to have to take a back seat you're obviously at the, that elite level going to junior worlds last year so how do you find that balance yeah i feel like at times it can be difficult like currently i'm in year 12 um so it is there's quite a bit of schoolwork, but i feel like at my school they're pretty they're pretty good with understanding what all the swimmers have to do because there's quite a few of us at the school. Cause yeah, but um, I feel like I just have to use my time really well. Uh, I get a couple study periods every week. So I really have to just try and get as much work done as I can then. Um, and also like after school, when I come home from swimming, it's eat dinner straight away, have a quick shower, get ready for school the next day. And then just, study until I need to go to bed I guess so it would probably just be maximizing the time I have to do as much schoolwork as I can. Now you're still pretty young but you know do you have an idea of of where you want to head in the future in terms of school and after school and uh, what you want to get involved in or is that still a little bit just like yeah we'll just see how we go? (laughs) I mean I'd love to say that I do have an idea um, but (laughs) not really in all honesty like I kind of need to figure it out soon because I only have like a term and a half left of year 12, but um, I would like to go to university next year. Um, Would like to keep swimming. I don't know exactly what I want to do at uni, 
Um, I might go into something to do with business and just see if I can change to something else later unless I get some magical moment of realization sometime soon where I know what I want to do with my life. But yeah, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure what I want to do, but I, I'll figure it out sometime. Yeah. Sometime. Listen, don't stress about it. You've got plenty, plenty of time. You're still very yeah. young. I don't think you need to, uh, you know, stress about that too much. Now I like to, uh, when we get close to the end, finish our chats with some less serious questions. Cause I think they give us a good insight into sort of what you like away from the pool. And what you probably didn't tell us here, it'll just, you know, give us a little snapshot into your brain. So I will, you know, throw something out there as in like, you know, one of these is your favorite um, movie or favorite movies. And then you just, whatever's in your brain, throw it out there. <laughs> okay. Don't be embarrassed if it's a, if it's, you know, one that you think is probably embarrassing because it's a safe space here. So anything, <laughs> yeah, anything, yeah. Is, anything is okay. So what about your favorite music? What do you like to listen to? Oh, that's hard. There's, I, I don't know. I listen to quite a bit of music. Um, before I like old music, kind of like I like Beatles. Um, yep. that would probably be one of my favorites. Um, so yeah, that would probably be the music that I listen to the most. What about favorite movies? I'll, I'll, I'll say movies cause it is hard to, you know, pinpoint it down to one, but what are some things you like to watch? My favorite movie is probably Interstellar. I love that movie. <laughs> it's so good, except I cry every time I watch it. So like, it's not, it, yeah, kind of, it's good to watch, but I cry. So like, yeah. <laughs> now I feel like I'm not intelligent enough to watch that movie. So here's what <laughs> happened, right? So my, my, one of my best mates said, you've got to watch it. It's his favorite movie as well. So I said, okay, I'll watch it. So I, I was with it and I'm watching and, I, and I, I really sort of had to pay attention because I'm, I'm not usually into those sort of movies. So I'm really paying attention to see where this is going. And I was with it all the way to the end until he fell into this thing. And I, and <laughs> I just, hole? yeah, I just got lost. I was like, what's happened here? How is he there? He's not there. And then I just, I, I just, it lost me. Can you explain it to me? Or do you really not know that you, um, <laughs> well, he like falls into the black hole and then he like uses Morse code to try and like stop himself from ever going into space, but then it like doesn't work and it just like relates back to the first half of the movie. It is, it is confusing. I didn't really understand it the first time, but I've seen it a couple times now and I think I kind of get it a little more. Well, I agree with you. I think it was a really good movie. Um, and it, it definitely does pull on the heartstrings at times. But yeah, uh, yeah. If, it did, if it didn't fall into the hole, I would have been with it the whole way along and I'd be <laughs> raving about it. But once he fell in there, I was yeah. like, hang on a second. And he's still talking to the robot. The robot's in there somewhere with him. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's, let's move on. What about, <laughs> you know, I know that swimmers enjoy to eat because you guys need it. You need your fuel. You need your energy. What are some of your favorite meals? Oh, ice cream. Um, oh, well, actually, that's not really a meal, I guess. <laughs> hey, it's okay. <laughs> that's I, probably I, one of my favorite foods. Yeah. Um, I do eat a lot of spag bol, a lot. I eat a lot of spaghetti bolognese. That's probably one of my favorite meals. Or I love ramen, except I can't make it myself, so I don't actually have it that often. But I love ramen. Ever since I went to Japan, I've loved it. Spag bol is a... I think a, a, just a fan favorite. I think if yeah. you say that, I, I think everyone is, is pretty happy with it. Um, what about favorite TV shows to binge watch? You would have had a bit of time when the, the pool <laughs> first shut down. What did you get amongst? I feel like some people watch like really like intelligent TV shows, but I watch like Rick and Morty and yeah. The Office. <laughs> 
and Bob's Burgers and I rewatched Gossip Girl as well. So like, <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I think there's some very popular choices there, especially yeah. with The Office. I think uh, a lot of people have been getting around that. Now, what about TikTok? Are, are you on TikTok, firstly? Yeah, I'm on TikTok. I spent uh, a lot of time on there during quarantine. Okay. All right. So here's there is a question here, but I want to first preference it with saying that I don't have TikTok. I have no idea about it. My wife spends <laughs> a long time on it, and I just purposely switch off. I, don't, I have no idea. But I do know that there are a lot of people out there that listen that would be all over TikTok and will be loving it. So it, it, how do you do it? Do you follow people? What are your favorite people to, to follow and to watch? I don't really know. I don't really follow that many people. I kind of just – there's like a thing called a For You page, and it like – shows you videos based on what you've liked and what you've saved and what you've shared. It's kind of like the Instagram explore page, except that's like what you scroll through. So I don't really follow people. I would say I just kind of sit there and scroll, but um, (laughs) yeah, that's probably what I do. So when you, when you go on there though, what do you, post what do you put on there do you dance do you do funny things what do you do because i know my swimmers honestly if they're not in the pool swimming they're doing a bloody tiktok somewhere in the middle you know people are trying to walk into the center with their kids and the girls are there doing tiktok dances in front of people it's very embarrassing what about what do you put up yeah um during quarantine i was on there quite a bit and i posted a couple videos trying to make my parents dance with me which was was pretty funny (laughs) But yeah, I don't really post on there anymore, but that was probably the main thing that I did. How'd you go? Did you get them on there or did, did dad run away? Yeah, I got my mum on there a couple of times, but dad was a little bit stubborn. He didn't really like dancing too much. <laughs> I'm with him. Heads up to your dad. I think he's a, a great man. I'm with him. Stay away yeah. from TikTok. Get away from it. I don't want to be on it. I don't want to be near it. Although I have a, a almost two-year-old daughter who does love to dance to any sort of a music. So I've been yeah. thinking about just putting her on there and I think she would be a fan favorite because she has some, yeah, cute, definitely. she has some great dance moves that she didn't learn from me. I can assure you. Um, what about, you know, it, does Dean have some great quotes that sort of stick with you? Have you heard some quotes that, you know, you kind of uh, listen to and take to heart? Oh um, yeah, definitely. He has, he says things all the time. Um, I don't know how he comes up with some of the things he said, but actually there was one from this morning <laughs> Um, he was actually getting, it was actually yelling at someone, uh, for going too slow. And he said, uh, get off Fortnite and start swimming fast, something like that. So I was definitely up there, but he says so many things all the time. I don't even remember them. Get off Fortnite and start swimming fast. I like it. I like it. I might steal it. I'll start writing that down, especially for some of the boys I coach who who love to be, uh, you know, gaming instead of doing what they probably should be doing. Now, listen, you are only still young. So when we redo this interview and I, and I get you on and hopefully this podcast goes for many, many years to come and I get to talk to you in say five years time when you say 22, 23 what accomplishments would you like me to be putting at the top? Already I've got, you know, multiple time age champion. We've got also, you know, been on junior worlds. Um, and this is, you know, obviously just goals. It's not you putting pressure on yourself. I'm not going to hold you to it and come back to you in five years yeah. ago. Aha, <laughs> you said this. What would you like me to be adding to that intro about you? Well, I guess I probably would like to be a part of the senior team by that point maybe I don't know um I haven't really thought that far into the future I guess main goal would probably just be to make a senior team and just get that experience 
Well, mate, I think that is a perfect chance to wrap it up. I want to first thank you for coming on for a chat. As I said, I know you guys are back into to training, um, schools, you know, going, you're in year 12, so that's never easy. So there's a lot to navigate around there. So thank you very much for, for coming on for a chat. Good luck over the next, say, nine to 12 months with training, racing. I know you've got state champs in uh, December, then you'll have Open Nationals next year. So I definitely wish you all the best and Hopefully we can get you on for another chat somewhere down the track. But until then, thank you very much for coming on Off The Block Swimming Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Today's episode of Off The Block Swimming Podcast is proudly brought to you as always by our good friends at Pro Swim Workouts. Thank you to all our guests that joined us this week. You were all amazing and I know the listeners definitely took away some great insights and advice. Next week is stacked once again. We have Kai Hurst, Ali Gallia, Liam Tancock, Jess Hansen and Tyson Upton coming your way. They all join me for a chat, so do not miss a minute of the action. Until then, though, guys, have a great weekend. Keep smiling and it's bye for now. Bye for now.